0: Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we are here primarily for you to share nutritional and health information that you can use to improve the quality of your life and your health. You know, as I always say, You and I are the only ones that can improve our health, or we can let our health slide until it's deteriorated to a point when it's hard to recover. It's better to take care of your health when you have it than trying to get it back. It's much more difficult to regain and restore your health than to preserve your health. Prevention is the cure for all diseases. And you know, it's funny because we always talk about all the cancer research that is going on today. Billions and billions of dollars are spent on cancer research. New drugs are being constantly developed to cure cancer. They're looking for a cure to cure cancer. Just stop to think about this. Smoking or all tobacco products are responsible for 40% of all forms of cancer. Up to 17 different kinds of cancer. Not just lung cancer, but many other forms of cancer as well. 40% being grossly overweight. Obesity is responsible for 40% of all cancers. Now this was a statistic by CDC. the Center for Disease Control. 80% of all cancer is caused by two conditions that we can control. We can stop smoking and using any tobacco product. We can lose weight and get in shape and eat a better, healthier diet. Our disease is not the result of a lack of a drug or the need of a drug. All of our diseases are caused by our choices. You and I create all of our diseases. And we are the only ones that can reverse that. Drugs will not. Drugs don't improve health. Yes, drugs do save lives, and we do need drugs. But drugs should not be used in the place of food. Food is the best medicine, our best medicine. Doctors don't know how to improve your health. They have never been taught or have they ever been in a class that teaches health and nutrition. Oh, maybe in an hour, probably an hour, a year, probably. They have no knowledge of health and nutrition. I've heard doctors say that no matter what you eat, it has nothing to do with your health. What? It has nothing to do with the disease that you have. What? It has everything to do with our health and whether or not we have a disease. 98% of all diseases are caused by our lifestyle choices. Either people are too lazy or just don't want to give up what they're eating today because they enjoy the pleasure or they just don't have the knowledge of health and nutrition. But for a variety of reasons, Americans are not able to create a healthy lifestyle. When almost 50% of all Americans are obese, grossly overweight. It's one of the new forms of smoking. We know how bad smoking is. Being overweight or out of shape, isn't just because you lose your breath or it's hard to take the stairs. It's a disease in itself. And it causes many other diseases as well. America is a sick country. But if you learn more about how to improve the quality of your life, And the quality of your health. You can regain a new quality of life, a quality of health, and go back to doing things that you thought you never could do before. So that's why I think you tune in to Terry Talks Nutrition to learn more. I'm sure that's why you're listening. You want a better quality of life. You want to get off drugs. And you can. I'm not saying you should drop your drugs. I think that's between you and your doctor before you do that. I don't know what drugs you're taking, why you're taking them, and maybe you do need some of those drugs. You may have gone far beyond destruction of certain functions of your body, and you may need a drug to survive, but drugs should be only used to survive from an accident, an injury. Not for all the common health conditions that we have today. Heart disease, high blood pressure, type two diabetes, obesity, arthritis, rheumatoid and osteo. There are natural alternatives that are more effective for these conditions than drugs. So we're going to share more information with you on a number of topics today. Our featured topic today is melatonin. I love it. It has a phenomenal effect on so many health conditions. We'll also talk about how a high blood sugar level like type 2 diabetes people with high blood sugar levels ages you faster. We'll talk about how to get your HDL the good cholesterol get those levels at a higher level. The HDL will help save your quality of life. And do you need B vitamins? You know, in the next topic, so many herbal products are being adulterated. That means herbs like grapeseed extract, salt for berry, saffron, and now ginseng. They're being adulterated. That means they use some other substance and mix it with the real material in a ratio. It could be one part of a lesser quality or of another substance and mix it with Three or four parts of the good material or even more half and half or even greater than that some products sold on the market today have no relationship to the active ingredient that's on the label there's a lot of unscrupulous vendors out there manufacturers that are putting out shady products be careful of what you buy Don't let price influence you. If it's a low price, it might be a low-grade product. Buy quality. Get the results you want. They're as effective as natural, or I should say, the natural alternatives are as effective as drugs. But you have to have high quality, good quality material, cost so therefore there's a price involved. Low quality products usually come with a low price, but they deliver low results or no results. Some are some have no active ingredients whatsoever. It's just like adding sawdust to the capsule has no value. Then we're going to talk about how to get rid of your seasonal allergies and also don't let your bladder keep you from exercising. We have a lot to talk about, and we'll try to get to the end of our program with all of our topics at least exposed to a certain degree. But let's talk first about melatonin. As I said, I'd love it. What you probably know about melatonin is that it's for sleep. People buy it for a good night's sleep. That is only one condition that melatonin is involved in on a daily basis. And why sleep? Because melatonin is excreted from the pineal gland in the brain at night. So it just naturally has an effect on the sleep cycle. It's not a sedative. It doesn't put you to sleep. It's just a natural process where melatonin, improves the circadian rhythm, the day-to-night cycle, and regulates that circadian rhythm and keeps a regular sleep-wake cycle. Your brain, I shouldn't say the brain, the pineal gland in the brain, regulates our sleep cycle. What the scientists have found out today about melatonin is that we all need it every day. Not just for those that want it for sleep, but melatonin regulates hundreds of pathways in our body on a daily basis. And unfortunately, it's secreted at night. Now, Let's go back to caveman. Had the same kind of brain, the same kind of pineal gland. Excreted the same melatonin as we do today or should do today. And that's why they went to bed. When it began, to, when it became dark, the pineal gland released the melatonin. And they had a better night's sleep. Today, we don't get a good night's sleep because even a very small exposure that interrupts the darkness by lights can interrupt the production of melatonin. So we have all kinds of disruption in the release of melatonin. When lights hit the retina in the eye, It inhibits the release of melatonin. So we do not get a good full production of melatonin. We are looking at TVs late into the night, or our phones, or some kind of screen, or a game, or just having lights on in the house till late at night. When we start turning on lights, Because it's getting dark, that's when cavemen went to bed. We don't want to go to bed. When it's dark, we don't go to bed. We turn on lights. That stops your body from functioning in a healthy manner. Sitting in a brightly lit room or looking at a bright screen before bedtime can reduce the time period of melatonin secretion by hours. So if you stay up till midnight and party, you're missing about four or five hours of melatonin. And melatonin is just not for sleep. It is involved in every disease or healthy condition in the body. And exposure to light during normal sleep time can reduce melatonin dramatically, almost entirely. So in darkness, we have a full production of melatonin, if we produce melatonin. But also melatonin is inhibited by diseases, by aging, and so the elderly make much, much less melatonin than a young child, and it's for much, much more than just sleep. From the research by many experts, doctors, PhDs, who have been studying melatonin for almost their entire career. Like Dr. Russell Richter, who is a research scientist at the University of Texas in San Antonio. He said it is not a hormone. Many people believe that it's a hormone. It is not a hormone because it doesn't act and behave like a hormone. A hormone is released from a gland, like thyroxin, is released from the thyroid, and it has certain functions. DHEA and cortisol are two hormones that are released from the adrenal glands, but you'll never find them anywhere else in food except only in the gland that secretes those hormones melatonin is found in every living substance humans reptiles cattle whatever whatever and plants it's in everything now hormones don't look work, don't work that way they don't behave that way that you would find dhea in food Or you'd find cortisol in food. Or you'd find thyroxin in food. It's just not a hormone. But these doctors call it a miraculous molecule. It has a very powerful anti-inflammatory effect. Very powerful antioxidant. It functions as an anti-cancer molecule. Regulates the metabolism fixes sleep dysfunctions and disorders, It regulates the circadian rhythm, keeps the heart healthy and prevents cardiovascular disease, and has a very powerful effect on the immune system. There are many good studies now that show that COVID-19 can be treated very effectively with melatonin very critical for the immune system and its function. The Cleveland Clinic reported that after screening nearly 27,000 patients, the use of melatonin was associated with a 28% reduced risk of contracting the COVID virus women with low melatonin levels were 15 times more likely to have breast cancer than women who have a very high melatonin level. This was a clinical trial. And they found that when women take melatonin, It reduces the risk of breast cancer and many alternative physicians are treating cancer, breast cancer with melatonin. There are many good studies you can find on PubMed, a scientific website that lists all the published studies of all kinds. But they use 20 to 100 milligrams daily of melatonin for cancer treatment, prevention, and treating. A recent study done at the City of Hope Cancer Research Center in Pasadena, California, Dr. Ajay Goyle treated in an animal study human tumors and was able to reduce the size of those tumors, reduction of human tumors with a combination of melatonin and andrographis by up to as much as 90% reduction in tumors. He did the same study with a chemical drug and found that the chemical drug could do no better than reduce the size of the tumors by 10%. Now, those having a low metabolic, excuse me, a, a very low melatonin level for the metabolism may be why older adults and night shift workers are more likely to experience chronic health conditions and cancer because they do not get the full value of melatonin it's only released in the dark phase of the cycle doesn't doesn't it's not released during the day but it is used during the day to treat diseases it works during the day it's just not released during the day and that's And that is still not all. In type 2 diabetics, melatonin was able to reduce A1C levels by 18%. Gingivitis, a periodontal disease, 64% improvement in gingivitis, in people with periodontal disease, in the case of ADHD, improvements improvement in sleep was improved by 88% of patients. Behavior was improved in 71% of patients. And the mood and reduction of depression was 61% of patients. Now, all these occurred and were reported in children for ADHD with melatonin. Children can use easily two and a half to five milligrams of melatonin. Fatty liver. There is no drug available today to treat fatty liver, which is the disease. Non alcoholic fatty liver disease. Healthy tissue in the liver is replaced with fat. The liver grows in fat like the body grows in fat. The liver should weigh somewhere between four and five pounds in each individual, but in some cases it weighs 20 pounds or more. Drug companies now are trying to find a drug to treat fatty liver disease. Well, the cause of fatty liver disease is the overconsumption of carbohydrates and sugar and also a possible reduction in melatonin. Dr. Russell Rector believes everyone, man and woman, both sexes, should be taken on a daily basis. Melatonin, anywhere from five to 20 milligrams per day. If you're using it as a preventative, if you're using it as a natural supplement during the day, take it at nighttime. That's when all the melatonin should be released. But for diseases like cancer, they use it very effectively as a supplement to treat cancer by giving it to the patients during the day. 40 patients with fatty liver disease experience a 36 production, excuse me, reduction in inflammatory C-reactive protein. That's the inflammation marker. If you have a high C-reactive protein level, Or marker, it shows you have a lot of inflammation in your body, but melatonin could reduce it by 36%. And 21 of the 40 patients with fatty liver disease saw liver fat levels return to the normal range after three months of treatment. It's a very Powerful liver protectant. Now I'm going to tell you how to use it. How to use melatonin in just a minute. We're down to the half hour. We're going to be pausing here for a moment for the station to identify itself and for other commercials as well. Then we'll be back. So don't go away. This is Terry Naturally. With Terry, Talks Nutrition, back right after these messages. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here with Terry, Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally, and we'll be here to the top of the hour. So don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more coming your way. So let's talk about how to use melatonin. The first part of our program today, the first section of maybe 30 minutes, We talked about the benefits of melatonin and why we should all use it every day, every day. And you say, well, I sleep all right. No, you're not using it for sleep. You're using it for all the other benefits and advantages as an antioxidant, as an anti-inflammatory, a powerful uh, immune-enhancing product. All these benefits can be obtained when we have a high level of melatonin. And melatonin is absolutely non-toxic. You could eat a pound of it and it would do nothing. Now, don't go out and eat a pound of it, but it has that kind of an impact that it has no side effects. It is non-toxic. Now, there's only one thing wrong with melatonin. It has a very, very short half-life. Now, when I say half-life, H-A-L-F, half-life. That means any substance can be measured by the half-life as to how much benefit it has over a period of time. So the half-life is the elimination of 50% of the substance over a period of time. St. John's wort, an herb that is commonly used for depression, has a half-life of 24 hours. So it stays in the body 24 hours. The half-life is the time required to decrease in your body, decrease in your body, by half. The half-life of melatonin is extremely short, 35 to 45 minutes. So whatever you're taking in terms of melatonin, half of that is decreased in 35 to 45 minutes. So the ideal way to take a melatonin tablet is a sustained release. That means the tablet is prepared in a way that gradually releases melatonin over a period of time. Not 35 to 45 minutes, but sustained release increases melatonin and melatonin levels over the course of the night. It's working the entire night. That tablet releases melatonin very, very gradually over the course of the night. Because this is really important. You're getting a full night course of melatonin. And that also works on all, not just sleep, not just for sleep. But all the conditions we've already gone over. But let's say you have to get up through the night. Maybe you have to check on the children. Maybe the baby is crying. Maybe somebody got in late and now you want, why did you come home late? So then there's an argument. Or maybe you have to potty, Whatever. And you turn the light on, that stops all the normal melatonin being released from the pineal gland in an instant. If you sleep with a nightlight light on, or your children do, no melatonin is being secreted. You've blocked one of the most important miraculous molecules ever. Or you are tossing and turning in bed and you can't fall asleep. So, okay, I'll watch TV for a while. And now you have no melatonin levels. Because now you have the light of the TV. And these types of lights are called blue lights, they're very, very damaging to our health. So, it's a sustained release, okay. After your argument, after you've gone to the bathroom, after you've tucked the kids back into bed, after they've had a, a bad dream, and you go back to bed, you still have this sustained release tablet working in your intestinal tract, releasing more melatonin. So you go back to sleep, and you're, you, you, you go back to bed rather, and you're fast asleep. And it's not a sedative. It's what tells the body, melatonin actually tells the body, it's time to sleep. It's not putting you to sleep. Everybody needs it every day. Melatonin tells the body it is time to get ready for rest or for sleep. And it helps to start the winding down process for you to recharge your batteries. We need rest. Now, how much do you need? Well, kids ages six and up about two and a half milligrams. Adults, five to twenty milligrams at night. Now, my personal protocol. I like a five-milligram chewable tablet because it is not sustained release; it is a quick release. I take two five-milligram chewable tablets, and by the way, they're scored, so that means they break a half break in half easily for kids. So I take two of those; that's ten milligrams of a fast release. And then I also take along with that a 10-milligram sustained release. So I take 20 milligrams and I sleep like a baby. And if I do have to get up and I go back to bed, I'm back to sleep in less than three minutes. Sometimes I don't even remember getting back in bed. Now, if you want more information I think some of these topics that we are discussing and that I really have a deep respect for, I wrote a book on all of them last year. I wrote nine or 10 books last year. I wanted to get that much more information out for you because listening to a program for an hour sometimes doesn't really give you the full value that will wake you up to understand what these powerful molecules are and how effective they are far more than drugs or at least as effective as drugs without the side effects so if you want to read more about melatonin the title of my book is wake up melatonin is for more than just sleep it's an e-book you can get it on amazon as an e-book or a paperback book, whichever you prefer. But in this book, I explain how melatonin is the answer to many areas of good health and goes far beyond only supporting sleep. Look for Wake Up, Melatonin is More Than Sleep and my other books to help you thrive and live a healthier life. You can go to my website, Terry Talks Nutrition. My books are on my website. Or you can simply search my name, Terry Limerond, Lemerond, L E M E R O N D, in the book section on Amazon.com. You'll find my books there, and you'll, you'll find there a, a wealth of health. Very small cost to improve your health significantly. Now, high blood sugar. There's nothing more damaging to our body than a high blood sugar level. Over time, it causes our body to release more insulin, a hormone. Now here's a hormone called insulin it's not found in food, like melatonin it is. It's a hormone that is only secreted from the pancreas to help take the sugar that we have consumed and carry it into the cell to be burned as energy. But when we produce too much insulin Too much of a hormone is never, never good. There are serious consequences. And hormone is known as the fat-producing, fat-storing hormone. It has all kinds of complications. High blood sugar levels are involved with almost every disease imaginable. And I found that in the early 1900s, We were consuming, or they were consuming, about five pounds of sugar per individual annually. And now each individual today annually is up to about 250 pounds of sugar. That does not have a good outcome, terrible outcome, and it ages our bodies faster People with type 2 diabetes have more health problems earlier in life. And this is also for kids. Researchers in England analyzed the data on over 3 million people from a national health database. They looked at the incidence of 116 common diseases you didn't know there were that many diseases, right? 116 common diseases and any connection with diabetes. The results. High blood sugar was linked with a higher risk of 57 diseases, including liver cancer, four times more likely, kidney disease, five times more likely, and serious Eyesight issues triple the risk. People with type 2 diabetes experience these problems an average of five years earlier than those with normal blood sugar levels. And there's about a 30 to 40 million Americans with type 2 diabetes. There's a hundred million Americans with pre-diabetes and now alzheimer's disease is also known as type 3 diabetes the highest risk occurred when diabetes was diagnosed in people under the age of 50 more damage more uncontrolled risk of diseases as we are diagnosed with type two diabetes early in life. Now, cholesterol. Cholesterol is a natural nutrient. Nutrient It's a fat, of course. It's a waxy type of fat made in the liver. Our bodies produce cholesterol. And I always believe that when God made our body and made our body with the condition that our cholesterol can be manufactured internally, and must be there for a good reason, and that doctors and drugs should not disturb that function. Cholesterol makes all of our hormones, our sexual hormones, testosterone and estrogen, It manufactures our vitamin D levels. We can't live without a healthy level of cholesterol. According to the World Health Organization, who they believe that our cholesterol levels should be between 220 and 240. And that was always the level that doctors strived to maintain in their patients between 220 and 240. But the drug companies came up with some very flawed scientific studies that said it would be better at 200. Well, it's only better for the drug companies because when you lower the level of cholesterol from 240 to, to 200, you have now increased The population of people that should lower their cholesterol from 240 to 200 so now they have a whole new bank of people that need statin drugs or they want them to need statin drugs so now they have a a new way to increase the financial side of the drugs and I would suggest never to lower your cholesterol. That doesn't come from me. It comes from a lot of scientific studies that the higher the cholesterol you have, the better health you will have. Your brain is only 2% of the body weight but uses 25% of the cholesterol for its health. Now isn't it something that since statin drugs have been available, which lowers cholesterol from all phases of the body, including the brain, and now we have a new disease called Alzheimer's disease about the same time as we started using statin drugs to lower cholesterol. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but very interesting. So HDL, HDL, high-density lipoprotein. Actually, cholesterol is not, it's a protein, HDL. That is a protein. And the higher that is, the more healthier we are, the more protection we have for our heart. So get your HDL levels up much higher than probably what they are today. So where are your HDL cholesterol levels? Are they too low? Well, HDL is always considered to be the good cholesterol. It is like a vacuum cleaner that picks up the extra cholesterol plaque for the liver to expel it from the body. So. Men should have the HDL level at least at 40. And women should have it at 50. This is the idea, this is ideally. HDL level should be at least 40 for men and 50 for women. This is for the HDL, not total cholesterol level numbers. Now, for every one point Increase in the HDL reduces heart disease risk by 2 to 3%. So higher cholesterol levels are always better. More people die from heart attacks and strokes having low cholesterol levels. Cholesterol is a very protective nutrient for our health especially of the cardiovascular system. And when people lower cholesterol with a drug, they have side effects. Primarily pain in the muscles, deterioration of the muscles, wasting of the muscles, shrinking of the muscles, And sometimes they'll get a muscle pain that even though that the drug has been stopped, the pain will never go away. The pain will be there forever. It's a very excruciating pain. These are the things you want to think about before you take a statin drug. I put together a little booklet for just trying to describe what some of the world's experts, experts, medical doctors believe that satin drugs is a scam. Really not for a disease, it's a made up disease. And if you want a copy of my little booklet, you can go to my website, Terry Talks Nutrition. And go to the tab where it says, Ask Terry. So just ask me that you would like a book. Say, Terry, please send me your book on cholesterol and leave your name and address and I'll send it to you. After you read it, I doubt you'll ever take a statin drug and maybe you want to get off your statin drugs. This is just for you to read to understand the risk And the stupidity of prescribing statin drugs. Now, there are some people in the world that do need a statin drug, but very few. If a man between the age of 48 and 60, a 12-year span, and in that 12-year span, that man has had a heart attack or a stroke, a statin drug may be of benefit for that person. But that's up to the doctor. I'm not telling you not to take a statin drug. I'm telling you to read about maybe why you should not take one by experts. I'm not an expert. I'd just like to carry the news to you. So if you want a little booklet to read on some of the experts' opinions, on taking sand drugs. I'll send you a free copy. Now there are three ways. To increase the good cholesterol levels in your body. First of all, get sleep. Get your sleep. In a clinical trial. HDL levels. Were reduced by 6 Point in women who slept less than six hours a night. Optimal amount of sleep for HDL levels is eight hours per night. Because thirty to forty percent of cholesterol is synthesized at night. Lose weight. Here's my number two out of the three. Weight loss increases HDL by 4 to 6%. While weight gain decreases HDL by 3 to 5%. So, if you're a woman with an HDL of 50, which is good, increasing HDL 6% is a 3 point increase. Leading to an almost 10% reduction in heart disease risk. Indian gooseberry, AMLA, 1,000 milligrams of AMLA a day, increased HDL levels by 14% in, in a human trial research study, and decreased triglycerides by 27%. Now if you want to do anything for your health don't worry about cholesterol worry about triglycerides triglycerides are a fat manufactured from sugar and carbohydrates so if you want your triglyceride levels to go down i've had people have i've had people with high with high triglycerides anywhere from 300 to 800 That's very, very high, at a very high risk of heart disease. Now, if you want to lower that, stop eating sugar and reduce drastically carbohydrates. Get your carbohydrate down in the American diet. It's around 500 grams per day. People are eating 500 grams of carbohydrates per day, and they found the best level of carbohydrates daily is between 72 and 100 grams of carbohydrates. It has a major effect to take the stress off of your body in terms of heart disease and strokes or heart attack. This is a good way to improve the quality of your health in your entire cardiovascular system. Do you need B vitamins? I believe you should, especially if you have what is called MTHFR, genetic variant. This is a gene that interferes with your body's ability to convert folate which can lead to very high homeocysteine levels, resulting in an increased risk of stroke, high blood pressure, heart disease, and even bipolar disorder. If your homeocysteine levels are high, you probably have this gene variant. Up to 40 to 50% of people have this genetic variation. To reduce the homeocysteine levels and compensate for this variant, Take supplement B vitamins in their biologically active forms, which means they do not have to be converted in the body to work. Vitamin B6, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, 25 milligrams. Vitamin B12 as methylcobalamin, 1,000 micrograms. And folate as methylfolate, around 1,360 micrograms of the folate. That's about 400 milligrams milligrams of folate. So with that, my friends, we're out of time. Got to scoot out of here. But I'll be back on Sunday morning, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Say a prayer, my friends, for this crazy, crazy world, and especially for the Ukrainian people. God bless you, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.